The 2019 NBA offseason saw a shift in the balance of power away from the super team era of the past decade to many teams now forming interesting duos. In today's solo episode, I'll be discussing what my picks are for the seeding of the 2020 NBA playoffs. So, just a disclaimer before we get into the Eastern Conference predictions. This is way early. This is making NFL predictions in in June. This is there's still a lot of stuff that needs to happen and could still possibly happen. We're waiting on a Chris Paul trade, which could change a lot of what happens. But uh, coming right off the tail end of the offseason, I think this is the um, I think the earliest you can make predictions, and I think these are rough what could be happening. Um, these, as we get closer to the season, like I said, these predictions will become more concrete, and I'll do an update episode as we get closer to October. But starting in the Eastern Conference, we'll be going from the eight seed and up. As the eight seed, I have the Orlando Magic. So this is a team that did make the playoffs last year. Um, they were the seven seed last year, losing to the eventual champion Toronto Raptors. However, this team is young and it is getting better, but because of the increased amount of playoff contenders in the East, I don't think the Magic improved enough to continue to be able to hang. But I think this is the team that could very well be on the rise if they see a couple more good moves come their way. If Markel Fultz can develop, I definitely see them uh, going places in the near future. But for now, I have them as the A seed. Uh, at the seven seed spot, I have the Indiana Pacers, who had a pretty good season last year, finishing as the five seed in the East with a 48-34 and record, uh, losing to the Boston Celtics. But this team did go... You know, they did get 48 wins, and they were comfortably the five seed. But, like I said before, the same thing with uh, the Orlando Magic. This is a team on the rise, but they they didn't improve enough over the offseason to be able to hang with uh, the new era of the duos. The Pacers did get Malcolm Brogdon, and they're still waiting for Oladipo to come back from injury. And I think once... Uh, Oladipo does come back, this team gets significantly better. Um, but I have them as a very good seven seed with the potential to knock off um, the higher seed that they play early in the playoffs. At the six seed, I have the Miami Heat, obviously now led by Jimmy Butler. I put this team here with kind of an expectation that they could be getting Chris Paul, which could jump them higher up in the Eastern Conference standings. But I like Jimmy Butler as a player. I think he definitely has what it takes to lead this team. They have a lot of young players around him, and they also have a couple veterans that I think would make this team pretty interesting in, in the playoffs. Not good enough to be make them a contender, um, but I definitely think that this is a viable pick um, to be an upset in, in the first round of the playoffs. Continuing up now to the five seed, I have the Brooklyn Nets. So... This team is low for the, the caliber they made over the offseason. I don't particularly like DeAndre Jordan. I think that he is a he's a good player, but I think he's past his prime, and I think he's a little bit overrated. I think he's more of a name now, and it's, it's similar to getting um, an older an, an older player. It's literally getting an older player that's had injury problems recently. I, th- I think it's more of just the name, and I, I think he'll be. Um, 
a solid role player, but nothing special. I don't think it's a trio. I don't think it's a big three in Brooklyn. However, uh, Kyrie Irving is a very good player. I think he's a little bit overrated, but I still think he's a superstar in the NBA. Uh, definitely a top 10 player. And they also have Kevin Durant, who's injured, but uh, is solid for next year. So as a five seed, I think this it's a good for them. The, the Nets were a six... Uh, 60, yes, 60 last year, barely over, uh, one game over 500. But this is a, a team that's once again on the rise. Every I think all of these top, uh, all of these teams in playoff contention in the Eastern Conference, excuse me, are very good. I think that they all are teams on the rise. I think you could say that for a lot of teams uh, in the NBA now. But the Brooklyn Nets have them as the five seed, I think, with their roster most of it returning from last year, and them also uh, having the addition of DeAndre Jordan and most most significantly Kyrie Irving. I think this team is a solid five seed. Uh, one of the two teams that bridge the gap between the true Easter Conference contenders and the teams that are more sitting in the back of the pack. Uh, at the four seed, I have the Toronto Raptors losing Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, but retaining most of that core which, in which they won a title with last year. I think this team is good enough to be able to be the four seed. I think a a very solid four seed at that. I think I still like this team. I think they have what it takes to make the playoffs, and I think it'll be a very tight race between them and the Nets for the four seed. And you could also see teams like the Heat and the Pacers getting in the mix and making that a really, really close, even four to seven seed. I think is very possible. Continuing up now, there's the Boston Celtics at the three seed. Um, this team lost Kyrie Irving, and they lost Al Horford. I think Al Horford is more significant um, than Kyrie Irving, if I'm being 100% honest. But the Celtics did sign Kemba Walker, um, and they now have space for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to be able to uh, develop. I like this team in the sense that we don't really know what they are. We've had these guys surrounded by the toxicity of... Uh, Kyrie Irving and I think that once this team can kind of be coached and developed by Brad Stevens I think this team gets better I have them as the three seed and I have them as the first team that can really contend uh, and make it out of the Eastern Conference I think they are they're my number three team to make it to the finals uh, from the East at number two I have the Milwaukee Bucks the uh, having the defending MVP and being the team with the previous best record in the NBA. I have them as the two seed. I think that this team, they retain most of their players. They have Chris Middleton back on the max, which I think was overpaying. Hopefully he can develop, which is what I think will happen with Middleton. And they have um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, who obviously is a very, very, very good player. They have most of their core returning, except for Malcolm Brogdon, which I think will be more significant than people think. And I think they're a really solid two team. I think... If they're going to make it out of the East at any time, I think this might be one of their best shots at doing it. And at the one seed in the East, as my pick to make it out of the conference, I have the Philadelphia 76ers. I think that this team needs to figure out who their shooter is going to be. Ben Simmons needs to develop a jump shot. They just signed him to a max extension. And I think that extension came with a uh, an asking of him to please put some work in on the jump shot. There have been rumors that it's gotten better over this offseason, that he's put a lot of time into it, and that he's now 
be at least an okay shooter. But I think as he develops and as Embiid's game develops as well, I think both of them will be able to form a formidable big uh, big two. And then, continuing down, they also have uh, Josh Richardson, the shooting guard, who will be playing at shooting guard, that we received in the Jimmy Butler sign-in trade. I think Richardson will um, provide a lot of good defense and I mean, average shooting from that position and kind of space out the floor a little bit. And then there's also Tobias Harris, who will be playing at small forward, who I also really like as a player, and who the Sixers just re-signed to a max deal as well. That is also coming with the expectation and sort of like the Middleton deal that he will continue to develop. And I think Harris will be a key part of whether or not this team can pull off a championship run uh, or at least make it to the finals as a, as a one seed. Um, I think the Sixers are a really interesting team, and they also have Al Horford, a power forward, who was the only guy in the East that could really, uh, besides Antetokounmpo and Kawhi Leonard, that could really put up a fight against Embiid uh, as the number one, as as the most dominant big man. And I think now Embiid's pretty much solidified that with Horford on his same team. This is going to be one of the, I think, the second best defensive team in the league. We'll get to the first best in a second. And I think if they can figure out who the shooter will be on this squad, I think that the Sixers could be very, very, very well off. So that concludes it for the Eastern Conference side of things. We're now going to be turning, I'm now going to turn it over to Jack for a short message from our sponsor, Anchor. And then we'll be getting into the Western Conference predictions, where we'll be discussing starting off with a nine seed. Thank you, Jack, for that message, uh, and thank you to Anchor for sponsoring this podcast. On to the Western Conference now. Barely missing out, I think, being in a three-way battle for these seven and eight seeds. I have the Dallas Mavericks. I, th- I think this is a team that not a lot of people are talking about, as there's still a lot of questions surrounding them. That's kind of big, the, been the big theme of my predictions recently, has been questions, and I don't like questions around teams, uh, especially for the playoffs, going into... Um, a really season in the NBA that's filled with a lot of questions. But I like the Dallas Mavericks. They have Luka Doncic, they have Kristaps Porzingis, they have a couple good role players around them, but I don't think they're deep enough to really make an extended run. And I think this West is going to be close. There is an easy 9 or 10 teams, even 11 teams, that could be fighting to make it in, and I think the Mavericks are going to be one of the casualties. Um, I don't think it's experienced enough to really compete with the other two teams I have on this list uh, ahead of them for these seven and eight seeds and I think Maverick the Mavericks will be a fun team to watch but once they get a couple more role players in the 2020 offseason and they can sort of start to fill out that the roster depth a little bit I think this could potentially be a contender uh, here in the pretty near future so continuing on now to the team I have finishing in the west just ahead of them I have sort of an underrated pick. I have the New Orleans Pelicans. I think that this roster is this roster is deep. They have a really they have a young roster. That's why I think they'll be the eighth seed and why I think they'll be a pretty quick exit, uh, pro- most likely getting swept. But if this team can figure out who they are and kind of have a set identity quickly, I think this could be a formidable team in the West going forward the next you know up to ten years. Uh, you have Lonzo Ball starting at point guard. You have uh, Josh Hart coming off the bench, most likely at shooting guard. 
uh, J.J. Redick most likely starting. I like Redick shooting. I think he was a big loss for the Sixers. And they'll have Josh Hart coming off the bench, who is a very good uh, shooter as well. At small forward, uh, they'll be playing Brandon Ingram, I believe. At power forward, they'll have Zion Williamson. And then at center, they'll have Jackson Hayes. So I think that uh, this, this team is interesting. If the young guys can sort of figure it out, I think this team is looking very, very, very good. Um, you know, they they have such a deep squad, and they also have Drew Holiday. You know, we, they can't forget about him. They have him maybe starting a shooting guard as well, or coming off the bench as the sixth man. That's just... There's a, um, a lot of... There's a lot of questions with this team, but I like them more as, will this team be okay, or will they be great? And I like that the Pelicans have kind of a lot of guys that I think will fit very well next to each other. Uh, you know, B- Ball, Holiday, Hart, Redick, uh, Ingram, Williamson, Hayes, they have uh, one Moore, they have guys. And I like their coach, I like Alvin Gentry, and I think this team, you know, maybe not this year, I think this year there's their ceiling is probably eight or seven seed, but I like that they are going in the right direction. And they have assets from the Lakers trade for Anthony Davis and then the subsequent Hawks trade for the number four pick. So they have room to be able to move up in next year's draft or make a move for a big player, which I like. Uh, Moving up now to the seventh seed, I have the San Antonio Spurs. I think this team, the only reason I have them here, I think that if they had a different coach besides Greg Popovich, this is a nine seed. This is not making the playoffs, I, th- I don't think. I think the Mavericks make it over them, and I think the Pelicans slide up to the seven seed. Um, Popovich is such a good coach that you, I can't, in my good conscience, put the Spurs uh, lower than seven, and I also can't put them higher because their roster is just not that good. It's not good enough to be anything but a higher, uh, a good seven seed, I think. Um, that's all you can say about them. I like the Spurs, but I think that they need to they, they need to sort of start developing their roster a little bit. And as soon as Popovich retires, this team is getting torn down. DeRozan will get traded. Uh, you know, most of their assets will be moved on from to get more assets, more draft picks in the future, sort of like we're seeing uh, the Thunder do now. Moving, continuing, uh, continuing up the West at the, at the sixth seed or five, at the 60, I'm sorry, the Houston Rockets. Uh, they obviously just traded for Russell Westbrook, and they have still have Clint Capella at center, who is a good player. But I don't know how this will turn out. I don't think Westbrook or Harden will want to mold their games to fit either uh, either player, uh, the other player, really. And I don't think that um, either, whichever one decides to change, if that ends up happening, I don't think they'll be as good and as dominant once they make that change. Um, the the Rockets are going to be an interesting team to see how Mike D'Antoni manages Westbrook and Harden. I think they'll start off fast, but I think eventually, as the season goes on and gets more stressful, this team gets significantly more uh, not fluid. I think this team starts to get a little bit more clunky. And considering how com- com- competitive this Western Conference is, I don't know how good the Rockets are going to end up being. And I think this is more of a desperation move for Westbrook. And I don't think it'll pay off in the long run at all. 
I think it's obviously to keep them relevant, and I don't know if that was the right move to do it. Uh, continuing on now to the to the five seed, it is the Brooklyn or the Golden State Warriors. So the Warriors they brought in D'Angelo Russell, who I think will fit well with this team. But then Clay Thompson comes back, and then you have three. You're playing with three guards, and you know three pretty good shooters. And then you have Draymond Green and then Willie Cauley Stein. I don't like this team compared to the rest of the teams in the West. I think they're still definitely a contender to make it out. I think the contending teams in the West start with the five seed Warriors, but I don't see them. I think they're, you know, as enough of a long shot that I'd be comfortable betting on. But this is—it's not a. It's just going to be a a rough it'll be a rough road uh, road I think while this team figures out life without Clay Thompson and life post Kevin Durant uh, they obviously won't have Clay Thompson until late in the year but I think a move moving uh, D'Angelo Russell would serve this team better than keeping him around past the trade deadline obviously their GM just told the media that they do not intend on trading him but I think they don't intend on trading him until later towards the trade deadline um, continuing on to now the four-seeded Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets were the two-seed last year in the West, and I think their roster is just going to continue to develop. They didn't lose anyone significant. Uh, they're bringing back Michael Porter Jr., who they drafted last year, who uh, was out with injury. And I like that this team could potentially continue to develop. I have them as the four-seed, and I think they could be a 50-win team just because this West is so good. There's so many teams in the West where their rosters are young and getting better. And um, I think teams like the Nuggets and the team that I have at my three seed are both contenders that are under the radar that I think will be fun teams to watch that aren't getting as much hype as the other teams, my top two teams in the West. So continuing on now to the three seed, I have the Utah Jazz. Uh, They traded for Mike Conley before the draft, so their team is now consisting of Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, and... uh, Rudy Gobert, which I like. I like that they have those three guys a lot. I like all three a lot, and I think Conley fits Mitchell and Gobert's game very well. I like the Jazz. I think them or the Nuggets could be fighting for the three and four seed. I don't see either of them pushing for top two, Um, but I think those games will be definitely fun, and I think they have the potential to cause some damage in the playoffs. So at the two seed, I have one of the LA te- uh, one of the two LA teams. I have the Los Angeles Lakers. I think I said in my offseason recap that I thought the Lakers were the best team in the West, and I think they are on paper. I think they have more good players than the Clippers, but I think the Clippers players fit better together. I like uh, the Clippers coach more. I think the Lakers have a huge question mark at coach. We don't know what their coach will end up being, but. I think the Lakers will still be a very good team. Um, I like like LeBron James a lot. I like um, Anthony Davis a lot. And I think that DeMarcus Cousins, uh, should he have a rebound here, could propel this team to the one seed. But I think, once again, that is a more of a hopeful thing that we're going to be waiting on, which we do not have a lot of those with the number one seeded LA Clippers. I like the Clippers Clippers so much. I think they'll be the best defensive team in the NBA. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Patrick Beverly, uh, Lou Williams, Montrezl Harrell. That's a solid 
you know, those are some solid players you have. And I think that as your as your roster goes down, it's not as deep as the Lakers roster, but I don't think it'll matter because they all fit better next to each other. Um, so in conclusion, I think my finals prediction for this year, as of the middle of July, I think it is going to be the 76ers versus the Clippers, the Clippers winning in seven games. Um, it hurts me to say it that the Sixers aren't going to win the title this year. I think they'll put up a very good fight, and I think they'll look very good, but I think the Clippers will be better. Um, finishing as, like, if they had a third-place game, I would have it be uh, the Lakers versus the Celtics. I'll say I think the three-seeded Celtics might be able to make a surprise run because I love Brad Stevens as a coach. And I think the Lakers will finish as a, in air quotes, third-place team should that series happen. Um it's going to be a fun NBA season, and I look forward to talking it, talking about it more with you guys as we continue uh, closer to the start of the season towards the end of October. Uh, thank you all for listening to this 2020 playoff seeding predictions, uh, way too early playoff seeding predictions. Uh, this has been Thomas Tate on JT Media, your home for the latest in sports news.